This is the Make America Grape Again podcast, produced and recorded by Cody Burkett, the Arizona Wine Monk. In this podcast, we explore wines from all 50 states in the United States of America. Welcome to episode two of the Make America Grape podcast. I'm Cody, the Wine Monk. And I'm not. Uh, I'm here again with Gary Kurtz, my erstwhile uh, companion at arms slash minister of... Silly walks? I wasn't going to go with silly walks. I was going to go with minister of shenanigans. I'm the shenaniganator. You are the shenaniganator. What we have here today is, for episode number two, Nevada. Now, Nevada, if we're measuring in units of Arizona... Uh, viticulture, as we talked about in the Kentucky episode, uh, where Arizona is our unit of standard measurement. Um, Nevada is 4% of Arizona's total acreage at, uh, Wikipedia says, under 40 acres. And based on my readings and talking to the few people that I met in the Nevada wine industry, it's really hard to do wine there, partly for mostly due to laws. And we're going to go into that here. Let's be honest. It's not particularly easy to do wine in Arizona because of laws. This is true. So Nevada has four commercial wineries. Churchill Vineyards, Tahoe Ridge, Pahrump Valley Winery, and Sanders Family Winery. Uh, The latter two are in Pahrump, and I visited... To give you an idea of how small the Nevada wine industry is, I visited 50% of Nevada's vineyards in one day last fall. In terms of viticultural problems, uh, there's a high boron content in the soil, kind of like Sonoya from what I've heard, but also a lot of soil salinity and hard water, which is a, a big set of problems. There is a section of the University of Nevada in Reno working on a vineyard to determine a lot of this on Valley Road Vineyard, but uh, the problem is state law um, prohibits and restricts commercially operated wineries to counties with no more than 100,000 people. Uh, instructional wine-making facilities, such as the uh, Valley Road Vineyard that we talked about, they may operate in any county but must meet special license requirements and are restricted to selling or distributing no more than 60 gallons of wine in any 12-month period. So, as Gary will tell you... That's not a lot. That's, uh, that really makes no sense as far as being an instructional facility for large-scale or even any sort of commercial-scale wine production. Because 60 gallons is one barrel. It's about a half a ton of fruit. For those of y'all not in the know or in the industry, we like to keep our lot sizes at one and a half tons minimum, if we can. So a half ton is really small. Yeah, it's, it's hard. I met the founder of the, or at least the, the main founder of the industry, uh, Mr. Sanders, I can't remember his first name, uh, at Sanders Family Vineyard. And he was talking about how more or less he, he got those laws changed to those from what they were before, which was no viticultural production whatsoever. Uh, and he apparently had to fight tooth and nail for that, which is, is mind-boggling. Considering, yeah, our in- industry here, what we know, is difficult and small. But to have even those restrictions is... Yeah. You wouldn't be able to really grow anywhere in Arizona with that restriction. 100,000 people? What's... Yeah, I don't know what the counties where I'm at 
are, but... They've got to have more people than that. They've got to be. Let's put a pin in that, and I will look it up, and then we can come back to it. So, I was visiting those two wineries, Sanders Family Wineries and Pahrump Valley Winery in Pahrump, with a friend of mine. And the funny thing about those vineyards in Pahrump is that they are in the same area that's famous for the illegal brothels. And so whenever we would mention to Uber drivers in Las Vegas that Rachel and I were planning a visit to Pahrump, it's like, oh, well, you two don't seem like the sort that would visit hookers. And I was just like, no, we're visiting wineries. And the immediate response is, wait, there are wineries in Pahrump? So not only do does Nevada not have many wineries, they don't have much uh, PR either. And I thought Arizona's PR for viticulture was bad. For people that are in the know for uh, literally in charge of, or not in charge of, well, actually, one of these guys who was an Uber driver owned a tour company that took people to Pahrump, and he didn't know about these wineries. So when you have a tour guide that literally has a job, secondary job, taking people to Pahrump, for them to not know that there are wineries where he's going is... What? Well, I mean, to play devil's advocate for a minute, if brothels are legal and you're running a tour company taking people to a place where brothels are legal, they're probably not going to drink wine. True, but at the same time, you need something for the wife to do while the husband is away. Ostensibly. Unless they're doing it together, which is just weird. Uh, in my opinion. Um, why would you bring that into a marriage situation? But then again, since I am not married, and never have been, and my engagements fall into a logarithmic scale of dissension, <laughs> uh, from one year to... One week to one hour, uh, I don't know anything. <laughs> so I'm going to stick with wine. Speaking of wines, so the wine I'm choosing for number one of Nevada is one of the few wines I found that was 100% Nevada fruit. So a lot of these wineries are bringing in grapes from California. Now, a lot of them are starting to plant more. Like one vineyard I know was actually got cuttings of Symphony from Sam Pillsbury for... Uh, I, it was actually this winery here. Um, Pahrump Valley Winery was planting a, a new vineyard somewhere near Lake Tahoe or something. And they got like 600 symphony vines. And they were really excited. I was like, yeah, we're going to have 600 symphony vines. It's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And I'm just thinking, but that, that's a really small number of vines. You may be able to get, well, a half ton if you farm it poorly. But then again, I know less about farming. So, Gary, tell me where I'm wrong and why I'm wrong. And you could probably, once it gets to full maturity, you could probably get tons to two tons off of it. Which, now that we're looking at these laws, makes perfect sense for why you'd want only a small number of vines. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, I digress. So, we are focusing on the Silver State Red from the Nevada Ridge label out of Pahrump Valley Winery. This is a blend of eight different varietals. They did not tell me the percentage of each because they said it was a proprietary blend which made me sad because I like to know how these grapes are interacting and we'll comment more on that in a minute. This is a blend of Cabernet Sauvignon, Ruby Cabernet which is a varietal related to Cabernet that's often used for color in California, Merlot, Zinfandel, Malbec, Sangiovese, Cabernet Franc, and Barbera. Gary had a very intelligent comment on uh, what he thought that this meant. Yeah, so when I see a blend like that where it's, it's like, oh yeah, we're not going to tell you how much of this is in there, and it's a bunch of different things, in my head, being a winemaker, I immediately go to, you didn't put this blend together because it tasted good. You put this blend together because it's what you had left over. 
and you needed to get rid of it, otherwise it was just going to sit in your cellar and turn to vinegar. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's just, yeah. It's not a bad thing. It, it mm-hmm. can be a really unique exploration of a landscape's terroir because you're not focused on taste or one specific characteristic. It's a blend of all of the characteristics of all of the grapes. Yeah. Um, and I do get a little bit of that salinity that, that was mentioned in the Wikipedia article here on this wine, on the palate. In terms of, and a little bit on the nose too, but not as much. So going back to the county thing, the two main winemaking counties in Arizona are Cochise and Santa Cruz as far as a vineyard production. And they're definitely the only two established AVAs in Arizona at this point of recording. Cochise County has 127,000 people in it. Yeah, so we couldn't make wine in the area that has the most wine in Arizona. Right. According to this particular state law. Santa Cruz County has 274,000 people. Even more. Well, yeah, Sierra Vista and the military base is right there. Never mind, yeah. Sierra Vista is in Cochise. I thought it it is? Oh, then never mind. Um, But Nogales. Oh, yeah. Thank God we're not Nevada. Indeed. If we were in Nevada, none of us would have jobs. This is very true. So I get a lot of cherry. I get a lot of um, that sort of salinity dust. The nose is not too complex. But it's not offensive either. Just because a wine is not complex does not make it bad. In some cases, it's exactly the opposite. You want a good table wine to be kind of simple, to go with the widest variety of foods. And this is the case here with this wine. Yes, it's not super exciting, but it's an interesting exploration of Tawar of a new region. And it will go with just about anything you could throw at it. And another point for not being super complex is when you're two bottles in at a party and you just want to keep the party going for a little longer you don't want to break out something that's super complex and needs to be decanted for a couple hours and you really want to sit around and appreciate slowly you want to drink something at that point that you can pop the cork on and just get to town with it because that's where the mood of the evening is at now in terms of the palate it's got a lot of that cherry it's got a little bit of a nuttiness almost like a pecan like roasted pecans or roasted pistachios. Hmm. A little bit of sort of like a, a nougat. Not like chocolate chocolate, but like chocolate nougat. Um, which uh, reminds me of a Terry Pratchett quote off on and said, even with nougat, there can be perfect moments. But anyway, um, it's a fun, interesting blend. It's not my favorite wine that was there at the tasting room, but I kind of chose this because it's a great example of a table blend uh, that does a lot of different things. And also, the, the state is in the name. Uh, Nevada is called the Silver State. It was a major source of, of silver. And for a wine to be featured on the Make America Great podcast, it makes sense to go with a blend that kind of blends. I think that this is a blend of fruit both from Pahrump and from their vineyard up north near Lake Tahoe. So it's a blend of fruit also from two different vineyards. Speaking of uh, the winemakers, Bill and Gretchen Loken. Uh, Gretchen won a couple medals off this wine, including a bronze medal for an international women's winemaking competition. So this is obviously, it's an internationally recognized awarded wine. Mm-hmm. Again, this proving the point that simple is not bad. And a wine does not need to be complex to be enjoyed. So for all of you who are perhaps new to wine, don't understand half the words I'm talking about, we'll get into some of these terms later. Feel free to fire me a question on Twitter at, at CVBurquette. Or um, shoot something on Instagram. Shoot, shoot me 
a question on Instagram or comments on Instagram uh, at the Arizona Wine Monk. Um, I'll be happy to answer viewer questions and comments and explain some of these terms if you don't understand me. My goal is to educate the world about wine. I don't want it to be this ivory tower thing that so many people uh, seem to think it is. Mm -hmm. It's not rocket science or rocket surgery for that matter. It's booze. It is meant to be enjoyed with friends, uh, even if one of them is completely and utterly silent right now. And it's meant to be not taken super seriously. Yeah. Some of us, like me, get off on taking it seriously, so to speak, metaphorically. Not literally, usually. I make my living off of it, so I kind of have to take it seriously, but that's not what it's for. Yeah. It's to be enjoyed, and remember that. Remember this rule, and I call it the Dread Pirate Wesley rule of wines. The best wine is the wine you like. Anyone who tells you anything differently is trying to sell you something. And with that, this has been Cody and Gary. Let's make America great again. This was an episode of the Make America Grape Again podcast, sponsored, produced, and recorded by Cody Burkett, the Arizona Wine Monk. You can reach us at makeamericagrapepodcast at gmail.com, on Instagram at, at the AZ Wine Monk, or on Twitter at CV Burkett. Be sure to also check out our website, makeamericagrapeagainpodcast.com. I'm Gary. You can find me on Instagram at greaterthanwines on Facebook at facebook.com slash greaterthanwines and by email at greaterthanwines at gmail.com. <laughs>